What's up, After Buzzers? This is the After Show for Monday Night Football Bears versus Eagles. Stick with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <sighs> I have a panel with me this week. <laughs> you are not alone. Oh my God. We are here for you. <laughs> Thank Just you. barely. 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 Guys, welcome to the After Buzz After Show of Monday Night Football. We're reviewing the Bears versus the Eagles. And this is my panel. They're finally here. Uh, I was alone last week, but, you know, I put some uh, reinforcements this week. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can find me at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Guys? You guys can find me on Twitter. I'm Steve Kaufman. At Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm AfterBuzz TV's resident Eagles fan. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Michael Rippey. You can find me on social media at Mike Rips, M-I-K-E-R-I-P-S, right here. And I'm Jill Monroe. You can find me at Stiletto Jill everywhere. And I am just getting into my team this year, so... Oh, yeah. all right. Well, guys, I mean, today's game wasn't much of a game. Uh, the Bears, in my opinion, just self-imploded. The Eagles didn't look bad. They didn't, yeah. I wouldn't say they looked great, but to me, it's more about the Bears self-imploding. Carson, the future wins. Carson wins. Yeah. Carson wins. He looks good. Maybe the present. <laughs> yes. The present. Is it too he looked early? good today. He I, did. He did. That's he two looked games great. in a row. He looked great that offense. Had a couple fourth down situations. Like he, there's some rust. To, there's some kinks to work out. It's early in the season. The one yeah. thing I would worry about with Carson Wentz, of, above all, is that he's taking too many hits. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's run out of bounds. Just get down. <laughs> he's trying to show he's a soldier. <laughs> I get. I get that he's tough, but you're the future. You can't. You can't take those those big hits. Yeah. So he's a tough guy. I mean, he was standing in the pocket delivering some throws. I mean, a couple of them got called back. Uh, because of penalties, and this game would actually be a lot worse if the Eagles didn't commit so many holding penalties to begin and with. And if Jordan Matthews catches that the football too. in the end Nelson zone. Nelson you can argue, has a couple drops. Yeah. I would argue they defended him pretty well, too. The ball's in oh. your hands, you got to catch it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you got to make that, especially if you're the lead receiver on your it's team. A beautiful throw. It's a beautiful throw. <laughs> yes, I agree. Make it I agree. So let's get into the beginning of the game. I mean, the uh, Eagles, three and out. Well, they forced the Bears in three mm-hmm. and out. Get the ball and they just start passing. Don't even run the yep. ball. Spread them out. Throw the ball. Uh, it was a no huddle too. No yeah, huddle was, they were running a no huddle, and at some point they had a fourth and like three. Yeah, and they went for it. And they yep. went for it, and they got it. They I got actually it. thought in the time there was the wrong wrong play call. I thought take take the points, but they they went for it. They got uh, it. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But I mean, they had positive yardage on each play, even though they it was small. It was like mm-hmm. maybe three, four, five yards here or there. But I think Doug Peterson probably felt confident in his offense that they could move the ball forward, and they actually did uh, up until they got to what, like a fourth and goal yep. from the seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, and, and they had to kick that field goal. And I think I liked the play call at the fourth, and I think it was like a fourth and fourth and under five, probably a fourth and four. I like the play play call to keep going. We're going to get the ball back at the other half. It's our first drive. We're going to come in and just show them who's boss. It, it was that, a it was a bold move. Yeah, it and makes a lot more sense if. You get the touchdown. Well, it sh- and it shows your team that you're committed to them and you believe in them offensively. So even if you don't get it, I mean, I like the uh, the coaching. Mm. Even though I, I would have taken the points early, but Carson yeah. Wentz was firing on all cylinders right he out was. of the gate. Eight for nine on that first drive. Yeah. Uh, and he, he looks really good. It's worse. We're out here in L.A., <laughs> we have no offense, Man. no quarterback, Scott, no. And he, yeah. Carson Wentz looks like the real deal. That's the, yeah. They said on the telecast tonight that this was uh, by far the most amount of people he's ever played for against on the road. Yes. Mm. His biggest game on the road, I guess, was against Montana, which is like 26,000. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, and he looked like he'd been doing this forever. Yeah. His demeanor, very calm. It's He has a lot of control 
in the game. Yes. You know, he yeah. doesn't look to be rattled as this rookie coming in with not only just because he's a rookie, but the entire system is new because the entire Philly offensive line has been turned yep. over, basically. Well, the so. whole offense yeah. Yeah. Coach. Like, yeah. It's not like he was the offensive coordinator last year and then stepped up. He was the offensive yeah. coordinator in Kansas City and right. became the head coach in Philadelphia. He's changing everything. And it works. So far, it's working. Or is it just working off of Carson's talent? Cleveland Cleveland and Chicago, I don't know. know. (laughs) But it has worked so far, which is is all you can say. I think we skipped over a quick touching point about the the start of the game in in the National Anthem. There Mm, was the three three Eagles players that, that. uh, I guess they had their type of protest with their arm up. So what did you guys think of that? Um, I think that just earlier today there was, I guess, video that was released from a man being shot by the police over the weekend, hands up. So it's just reinforcing Kaepernick's point of why he started protesting and other players joining him. So I think that um, the message is being reflected in what is happening, and there's still a debate of is it anti-patriotic, is it anti-police, or what it really stands for. But I think when you see that there have been I read a stat that said 22 killings by police since Kaepernick started taking this stance in preseason. So I think that the fact that it's bringing about conversation, although we've known this is happening, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. A protest is never supposed to be comfortable for anyone. Well, so. that, I also I appreciate that we're not just talking about people standing or not standing or should they stand. That's not what Colin Kaepernick did. Colin Kaepernick, by the way, did it for weeks in preseason without anyone noticing, or at least one week. And when asked, he said, yeah, it was, it's my form of protest for these things. And I like it when people talk about the things. Right. Because that's the whole point of protesting. Exactly. Instead of people saying, like, oh, you should just stand because force patriotism. I'm like, I don't. I think the founding fathers and the people who would have you stand would want you to stand on your own accord. Right. That's, they, that's how I feel about that issue. Yeah. Right. I feel the same way. I feel like the military fights far right, too. You know, choose to stand, 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 or stand, stand freedom of speech. And whether you agree with it or not, you know, that's that's up to you. And you can Correct. disagree. Mm. You have every right to disagree, just like Colin Kaepernick and everybody else has, has their right to stand, fist in the air, whatever they want to do. I think that's what makes this country so great. And I think some people are losing sight of that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, yeah. Doug, Peter, Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, had been fairly public in a couple different a couple different news outlets this weekend saying that he heard mumblings of the team in unison deciding, like, they might not stand at all. Yeah. But they'd do it as a team, and he said he'd support that. Oh, wow. That if, as a team, we will all agree to not stand. Wow. He wouldn't stand either. I didn't know that. That as a head That's coach, he said... I, I, thought, I thought he said that he would lock arms. I don't think it was that okay, he would that he wouldn't stand. stand. Yeah. I, but I, I think he, he said he would join in, in locking arms with the team. But I, that's that they weren't going to... That they were going to lock arms. If they, they didn't do that, but he did but say that he would get behind would join, and do that. So. He would join their solidarity. Hey, I mean, if the players could take a stand, the coach can too. Yeah. You know? And for him, it was about the team, that the, the value of the team, that if we can all work as a unit, and that's... And I see there are a lot of head coaches, including the head coach of the L.A. Rams, that makes a big deal about this isn't even the national anthem, that you're a team and we're all standing in unison to get ready for this tradition and get ready for the game. Right. And Something that's only been started since 2009, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And, and any, anybody who's watching or listening, chime in, you know, join the conversation. Yeah, we have a absolutely. live chat going on YouTube right now. Those who are listening, you know, on a podcast after the show, tweet us, you know, we yep. gave you our handles. We'd love to join a conversation. Let's do it. 
Um, guys, I, I, satisfied with? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, back to football. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you needed to pitch that during the national anthem discussion. <laughs> no, but people like, 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 like talk. Like they talk. I know. Yeah, yeah. very sure. hot topic. Um, no but let's move on to the game. Uh, the Bears actually didn't look too bad early on. Uh, they drive down. Field goal kicker misses a 31 yarder. A gimme. He's Chip new. Shot. He's new. They yeah. uh, let go of Robbie Gould. Fan favorite in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. he is. He the hold was fine. They, they showed it. that replay. The hold was fine. He just hooked it a little. He just missed it. Hit, and it hit the post. Yeah. So that was a gimme. Mm. Uh, Eagles, from what I remember, don't really do anything with the ball. Bears get the ball back. Big Alshon Jeffrey reception. It, should, it actually should have been a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Jay Cutler underthrew him. Yeah. But Alshon went up and got it. He had a huge first half, Alshon. Yeah. He he was big in that first half. And it really looked like after that first set of drives by both the Bears and the Eagles that the momentum swung and the Bears kind of took control of the game there. Mm. Yeah. I agree. And the Eagles were just getting field goals. Uh, right up until the end of the first half, pretty much. I thought that the Bears had taken control of that game uh, towards the end of the first half. Yeah, I agree. They uh, scored. Jeremy Langford punches it in from one yard out. Anyone who has him in fantasy, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Eagles come down. I'm not sure if it's the next possession or what, but basically it did just go back and forth field position. Eagles score two more field goals before the half ends, and it's 9-7. to Well, if you don't mind... Talk about yeah. the end of the first half because it's a small point. It didn't really make a difference in the game, but at the end of the half, the Eagles set up for the long field goal for 54 yards. Yeah. Yes, and, um, and they ice him. They ice him, yeah. and he misses the field goal. Yeah. John Fox ices him, and then he gets him a, a second chance, and he makes it to end the half. What's your take on that? I mean, if you're the coach, would you guys call your timeout, try to ice the kicker, or you just let him kick on the first shot? On, on the second, well, because those first three timeouts are kind of useless, other than situations like this, mm-hmm. that you absolutely have to ice the kicker. Why is but that? you have to time it, because that's, why not? You what else, what else can you head? do? Well, I mean, what else can you do if you don't you have can to ice football? Is it that kind of thing? The, like, the idea is you don't have to ice him, because you give him a chance to kick the sh- to get, get a practice kick in, almost, to see... You know, maybe because he missed that first one, he says, okay, now i got to hook it to the left a little, and he nails it. I mean, so mm-hmm. that's that's the dilemma. But that, but I think... It's not a given else, that you do either one. I'm just wondering which was, everyone would do. I would ice. You I would, would ice just because the way I see the world is that there's nothing else I can do in my present. Like, I can't... I'm not on the field, right. but I have timeouts. And if I call a timeout, if I call a timeout and, and successfully ice him... I'm in his head and I got him. Or at the very least, I did everything I possibly could Okay. to have made him... So you would ice him? I mean, yeah, I would ice yeah. him, yeah. Okay. What about you? I actually wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mean, either. I think That's if he's going to make it, he's going to make it. If he's not, he's not. I, I think on the long ones, because there's a less chance of making right, it, I'd rather, I don't want to give him a practice one, because I think his leg is good enough to make it. Yeah. If you give him that first one, I feel like he gets a little looser no matter what. He's kicked it. Yeah. He knows what he has to change about his kick, whether he's going to make it or not the next time. I don't know. But I just want to go. Like, let him go. It's a hard shot mm. for that first time. I think, I mean, that second one, he could have made from, like, 60. Plus. Yeah, he Did nailed, you see that that he nailed one. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the first one was way right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I probably would not just because we're going into. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not, I mean that that could be my novice. I'm just I'm saying, also but we're going. A battery out. <laughs> <laughs> we're going into <laughs> halftime. You know what I'm saying? It could, you know, it could be a momentum shift if. In the right circumstances. <laughs> the other thing. funny thing is how John Fox, like after he ices him and What's he misses it, he's all it? upset. Like, dude, you just did that. You didn't. Have- <laughs> yeah, like own your. You yeah, own that you did that. So, anyways, but I mean, it didn't make a difference in the long run of the game. It was just right. one of those. It's an interesting point because I mean, there's there's really not a right or wrong answer. Yeah, there. because it's a. What else can he do? Like, it's either you do something or nothing. So it's, or, it's really just a personal decision there. 
Because what would be really fun is the double ice. Yeah. <laughs> or or like, you he ice brings out a Smirnoff ice. ice. <laughs> it's a triple ice. A so double ice. That's actually a very good commercial. A double ice. I've we seen it actually happen. pitch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it happen Smirnoff, before, if you're actually. watching. Yeah. Where you can call right. a timeout, actually stop the time, and then have one of your defensive players, or sorry, one of your special teams players, in his sight line, call a second timeout that would mean nothing, but it would get in his head. Oh, okay. I've seen I've seen the Green Bay Packers do that. So in you're the past. a fan of psychological warfare. If you can, <laughs> if you can, <laughs> got probably, it. Okay. If there's not a flag for that, if enough people did it, there would be. Just everybody on the defense is calling just, timeout at the same time, like and then no one. Confusion. But they have no. You, you have no timeouts. You can't use it. All that right. would be fun. We are. <laughs> so then halftime. <laughs> so right. so halftime, it's 9-7 in favor of the Eagles. Third quarter starts, and it's relatively a boring third quarter to start off. I mean, no one really does anything until the Eagles, I think they get good field position, uh, drive it down, Ryan Matthews touchdown to make it 16-7? Yeah, it was 53 yes. seconds left. To get and it was, a, it was a nice touchdown because it looked yeah. like he was going to be down. Yes. And he, and he, he snuck outside. And yes. And I'm going to talk fantasy football again because I'm a huge fantasy football enthusiast. He wasn't doing anything all game, and then he got a touchdown that game and probably saved a couple of weeks for some people. Or blew it. It depends what side of the line. <laughs> well, really. That's probably ruined some. <laughs> as many people are happy as the other side of that yeah. is or the unhappy people. It just depends. Well, you never know. Well, I'm sure, but he, he didn't touch the ball very much that entire first half, so I'm sure there were a lot of people who were projected down heading into yes. the second half. Yes. Who were going to bed like, oh, well, I lost this week. Yeah, he had like eight yards. I don't know what yeah. it was exactly, but anyway, moving on. He's still in the field. <laughs> he can still do more. So this is where things start really imploding for the Bears. Jay Cutler throws a pick on the first play on the so next possession. Awful interception. Awful, awful interception. And then Jay he, Cutler's going to Cutler. Oh. 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> I like it. That's right. She's right. <laughs> it happens She's like twice wrong. a game at least. <laughs> come on, come on. You know that happens. So She's not wrong. Are you not surprised? Shouldn't be. Go ahead. And we <laughs> find out he has a hand injury. Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Or pride. So what do you guys something I mean, knowing Jay Cutler and his reputation, what do you guys think? Maybe a mix of both. A little bit, maybe it hurts a little bit, but also he's a little bit hurt with his Probably ego. Was hurt. You went back to it's like, a mix. have well, a little drink and he forget is, the game. He is a gamer, but he does have a lot of these injuries. Or he's the type of quarterback, at least from when I'm watching. A lot of times he's always shaking his hand or he kind of like tries to show that he's hurt or yeah. wincing. He's just, I mean, he's a gamer. So you're saying he makes excuses. I, not Slightly. necessarily. He in just throws <laughs> variables. Okay. Just just <laughs> in case you were thinking, I'm not 100%, I'm not going to say it because I'm that guy and I'm here for my team, but there might be a little something going on here. I mean, that stems from the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember. He was, sat, he was standing on the sidelines when his team was down against the Packers, right? That was that year? He, was yeah. he pouting? He was he was just standing. He's, he was hurt. His team needed him in NFC Championship game. Took himself out. No, the game. I know. That's I mean, he's, there's been there's plenty of time. Pa- there's, he's a little potty. He is that, definitely like, <laughs> little petulant. Yeah. <laughs> when it starts going downhill, it goes quick. Yeah, and then well, he should always be a little depressed then because <laughs> I'm just saying. When have the last time the Bears have been really relevant? Especially what? with Cutler as QB. You Probably that, that last few, time. A few years ago, they did have Brandon Marshall. They yeah. had Matt Forte. And they, they had were, an offense. Uh, when, when Matt was running and Brandon and um, Jay Cutler were connecting, right. they were one on one. But. Yeah, it fell apart quickly. Yeah. That, they're, it, they're a young team now, though. 
and Cutler's the veteran yeah. showing they, them the way. What, Cutler, right now. well, Cutler, Alshon, nice. and then everybody else is like I think I think it was I mean, twenty of their fifty three have been drafted before twenty thirty. They do have some young players, but I mean they're not really standing up. These young guys right now, Jeremy Langford, uh, mm. even Kadeem Carey, Kevin White. I mean these guys yeah. ha- have higher expectations than they're showing so far. Even John Fox. John Fox comes in with the pedigree of being able to turn teams that are not good into at least winners. Right. It's not successful in the postseason, really, but he gets it done in the regular season, and so far it doesn't look like that's going to happen with Chicago this year. Yeah, mm. and uh, you mentioned Langford. He had a huge fumble. Yeah. Cost him uh, another possession, and then the Eagles come right back down and score again. And they got rid of Matt Forte because they believed in Jeremy Langford. Yeah. And we saw what he did last Thursday. He Matt Forte know. looks great so far. <laughs> <sighs> Just thought I'd throw that out there, <laughs> you know, just a little bit. Yeah, why not? But uh, this is where the story of the day basically just, it, it hits with me. I think the Bears just imploded, and I think they're not a good team. As a matter of no. fact, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to take it to, to that level. I don't know what you guys think. but Can we give some credit to Philly's defense, though? Yes! Fair. <laughs> fair. So, Jilly, make a great point. Yeah, I mean, they're... Uh, that Again. a lesser defense wouldn't have contained them as well. well it, they would have looked better. Speaking of Philly's defense, they did all of this without their best cornerback, uh, Leotis McKelvin. Oh, that's right. He so was questionable going in. But that was, was surprised. I was surprised that they, that's where I thought Chicago had an advantage with yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Philly only only dressed three cornerbacks without their top cornerback, and for Chicago not to be able to take advantage of it, going against a rookie quarterback mm. on the road. I mean, at home Monday night, it's really disappointing if you're a Chicago fan. Or you're looking to the future. I mean, what do you have to to hang your head on right now? I don't think anything. I think they need to blow up the team. Yeah, well, they, that, that was like my they, next question to you guys. If they, you, do you think they should blow up the team? Absolutely. Well, now, it's week two. No, well, I, I mean, I mean, just in general. long term. Just, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah it's week two. We don't. Know. They can turn it around. Stay the court. Know, yeah, go stay the court. Wow. I mean, that's and a, make the playoffs. I can be completely wrong, and then people I, will that's a tough look division. back on me and laugh at me like, "Oh, Josh, you said." I mean, they still got to play Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay twice each. I don't think there's any turning around. Right. I agree. I mean, the, the thing is, haven't they already started to blow up the team? They got rid of Marshall. Yeah. They got rid of Forte. I mean, yes, you're, you're going to go to Jay Cutler. Yes. Who's, yes. The, who's the backup right now in Chicago? Brian Hoyer. <laughs> he's not a young guy. No, so, not. I mean, they, they don't even have the future quarterback or potentially a guy on the team. So, I mean, I guess you could blow up the team, but how do you even do that at this point in the season? Well, uh, Probably after this season. I think yeah. this season yeah. is the last sort of go to um, to see what they have, to see if they can prove themselves, to see if there's some development, some pieces that they can scrap and salvage and pull together. Otherwise, at the end of the season, you're going to start fresh with something, yeah. whether it's the draft or who you can get through free agency. Which but. free agency does not look good from the quarterback position. No, no not at all. Does anybody pay attention to college football? And know I do. So are any good quarterbacks coming up? or It's, it's more like another year away, I think. The guy from Louisville, what's, what's his he's, name? He's uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's amazing, but he's young. Oh, he's young. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's Saturday, like, I mean, he's he was... electric. Yeah. <laughs> he's electric. What did he say? Free somebody? <laughs> <laughs> so let's actually, like you said, let's give credit to the Eagles a little bit. And what's your outlook on the Eagles? Well, I mean, you're an Eagle fan, so yes. let's hear from well, you first. My outlook will be a, my outlook will be a little biased. Undefeated. <laughs> no, and le- I came on the show last year, and people pointed out how negative Philadelphia fans are. Because we won. I think we beat the Jets. And yes. I had come on, and they were like, what do you think about it? And I was like, well, I'm happy they won, but here's, like, five problems I had. Okay. Like, we saw fourth down way too much. Granted, we go for it on fourth down, and we win. But I, we're not an offense that can, like, score. Like, we can charge down the field. We can control the tempo, and, like, we need to keep with that. And our defense obviously gets the ball to our offense more. But we need, we need to put points on the board earlier. 
Okay. Once again, Eagles fan. <laughs> Eagles fan, it's like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think that Eagles fans are such... I wouldn't say negative. I mean, I understand how people call them negative. I think mm-hmm. they're just very passionate. Yes. And mean. And they can be mean as well. <laughs> I mean, but uh, it's Philly. We, we're passionate. Yeah. passionate. We're passionate. We have the ability to be mean. Absolutely. No mean question. is an understatement. Philly fan base. Yeah, I'm a giant fan, and I went to college like 30 minutes from Philadelphia, so I got it pretty bad. Yep. Um, I actually I went to WrestleMania in Dallas, and one thing I learned... Dallas fans don't care about Philly's, Philly uh, fans at all. I did not know this. Oh. I thought it was both ways, like yeah. Giants or Redskins. Yeah. No. Not really. Like, they don't care. Irrelevant. Oh, wow. Do we think Philly has a shot to... I mean, because I feel like that division is kind of, you know, up for grabs as far as who can be the top. So yeah. do we think that Philly can sneak in there and sort of get one of those top they look maybe like two a, spots? They definitely look like a 10-week team in the past two weeks. But as has been mentioned, they haven't really been tested. Yeah. I, I would say that after you look at two weeks, they look like they're a contender. I like the new coach. Mm. He's made me a believer in two weeks that he can put it together. Maybe not this season. I mean, you got Carson Wentz. But they definitely have a little bit more of a contender feel than I thought coming into the season. I think that's a, that's a tough division, though, right now, because the Giants look better than I thought as well. Yeah. Yeah. The Giants look like they have a strong defense and they have the offense. And Dallas looks capable with Dak Prescott Dak still. Washington, Dallas Washington the team that won last season, actually looks like the worst of all the yeah. four right now. And mm. so I don't know if Philly can get in there because if Carson Wentz takes the hits he took tonight, he's not going to last mm, the season. No. But he does look like he can win and win early, and he's been good so far. But again, it's Cleveland and Chicago. You'd yeah. like to see it. You'd like to see when Philly plays an actual team mm. that's uh, pretty you know, strong. And I wasn't going to mention it until the final was yeah. final because <laughs> I didn't want to jinx it. But Carson Wentz is, correct me if I'm wrong, Fantasy Stats Guru, you're in the chat. He is the first rookie quarterback to go two wins in a row as a starter without a turnover. Oh. Impressive. Look at that. First ever. That's very impressive. That is very impressive. Mm -hmm. To be a rookie quarterback who gets two starting wins your first your rookie year is already like yeah. a week one on a week two win cool. yeah, i'm just getting an update saying that carson Wentz becomes the fifth rookie quarterback since the merger to uh start and win his first two games for his team really yeah you, i you just looked at your did you have that <laughs> stat already yeah, espn sent oh, that okay. out that's an espn right. stat See? steve to win saying? his team's first two games Sorry. what are they saying it's oh. carson Wentz becomes oh, the fifth rookie quarterback <laughs> since the merger to start and win team's first two games let's go um, fantasy stats guru in the chat. Yes, we, we've we've spoken before. Uh, Notre Dame's <laughs> Notre Dame's Kaiser. He's a top prospect out of Notre Dame. Okay. Um, yeah. I think they changed Not the rules so you can't call two timeouts in a row without a play in between. Uh-huh. But then what are they going to do? Take away a timeout? You can't save your timeout. I mean, you can't keep using timeouts. Right. Any of that. Yeah, but I don't know. I think no, you just, if, just if you go if you want to go for broke, like it's just week sixteen, hail mary. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What are you going to do? Give him 10 Bump more yards? Rules. I don't care. <laughs> if, if it leads to him not Go making rogue. the pass, who cares? I, no, I, Go think rogue. A, I think the <laughs> officials just ignore you. Yeah, but the quarterbacks that's might a, not. The receivers might stop, and that's all you need. Again, psychological warfare. You're just trying to get all up in their head. You don't care if it's... Got it. Well, I know in the NBA, if you call timeout when you don't have one, that's a technical, but they don't... It's a flag if... But that's what I'm saying. You have a you have a special teams player. You're okay with being ejected, I guess, because that's the worst they can do to you. They can eject you and fine you. Yeah, if you do it enough, and then they'll make a rule so you shouldn't do it a lot. 
for so guys. You have to you selectively should. decide you, when you are going to invite hey, NFL, okay. NFL, NFL as a whole, every season gets like four of these. Use them wisely. <laughs> Nobody's used them yet this this season. So was this a circumstance where that needed to be broken out? Like, absolutely, without a doubt? No, that would have been a little. In a 9-7 game, a 6-7 game, like, that would have been a little. So what's the circumstance? And, like, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, it's fourth quarter, week 15, week 16, division division on the line. I, I I have a question. We talked about blowing the team up before in Chicago. My question would be about the coach. I mean, does John Fox get another season if you blow it up? Does he get to be part of blowing the team up and then he's in charge? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it's a win now. Like, I feel like right now, you don't get. Look how Chip Kelly, look how long Chip Kelly was in Philly. True. Yes. And, and Chip Kelly I'm going to give you the flip side of that because okay. I, I don't think that he should get more time. I mean, and you can look at Tampa Bay. Lovey Smith got two years and they and they kicked him to the curb. Yeah. Mm. They did have an offensive coordinator they, they really liked and didn't want to lose, so there are circumstances. But each situation is different. But you look at L.A., formerly St. Louis, Jeff Fisher, he keeps moving on with the New York he has pictures on somebody. <laughs> Something. <laughs> black man. Well, no, Something. I hate There's no real reason. Well, I mean, I, well, feel like, I feel like the, the St. Louis to Los Angeles move was so jarring that they didn't want they to want also that they all didn't want to also they didn't want to move cities and change coaches like that would be too much. They're talking so, about giving him a three year yeah, extension. So, now. but Get that's a little that, they are, but wait, he should win a game first. Just, we, we, did. we did. We did win this. We did. Well, John, John Fox is he back for year three if the Bears go three and thirteen this season? I say no. Three and thirteen? No, absolutely not. I think even six and what six is and it? ten? Six and ten. I think even think it's time for him to go. Got it. Well, I think it's a weird thing to say, but the whole vibe of the team is just off to me. Like, yeah. I, I, there's no, there's nothing to measure it by. There's mm-hmm. no stat that I can throw out to you. No, I understand. But just the vibe of it is just off. Mm-hmm. Like, you get what I'm saying? Don't discount do. locker room changes. I think that that can change the morale. It can change the outlook. Sometimes, if you have someone that's been there for an extended time of years and is used to doing things a certain way, that sort of dark cloud can hover over a team and they can't come back out of it. There's something to be said about small changes that can bring about new attitude. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we haven't gotten any confirmation on Cutler. That's what I was about to say. If, yeah. if there's no Cutler next week, that's a good place to start. Well. What's the difference? <laughs> well, I mean, What's the attitude, you know? I mean, if your leader is, is Did, someone you don't like. Well, that, so you think they play better without color? No, 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 I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, it's, it may be true, though. No, I mean, we'll have to see. I, didn't, I mean, we came on a little early, so we didn't see Hoyer play. But, I mean, if oh, your leader, if you, you don't like your play. leader, you're not going to fight for your leader. Like, what's... Yeah, if you don't feel you're like you're being, the like the fact that the majority of us said, yeah, he's kind of a finicky guy. Like, he was, he was a little pouty. He probably yeah. could have come back to the game, and he didn't. The fact that we well, even think that means half his team thinks that. And that's the actual problem. But do they? Because they're so young, and how many of them have actually been there with him through this process? Are they kind of looking up to him, even though they're like, eh, but you're not that's really even winning? Worse. I th- I that's think even it's worse a... if they're looking up to that behavior. Well, I, I think it's just one of those things. we got to wait and see that for the next month, really, to know if the team is behind him. you got to listen to some of the quotes after the game, kind of get the feel. It's still early in the season. And they have a bye week early. I think that um, week four or five, they have a bye week coming up with the Bears. So, I mean... We'll kind of see. I mean, if Cutler is out next week, I think they might have a week to kind of maybe figure Figure a little something out and adjust. I think their buy is really early. Or am I getting their schedule mixed up with Philly? I don't have my notes. Don't have it up. I don't have my notes. They're over there. (laughs) All right. uh, Before we get into predictions for next week, I kind of want to get into some stats just to throw at you. Carson Wentz, 21 for 34, 190 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. 
no turnovers. Darren Sproles was leading rusher with 12 attempts for 40 yards. Jordan Matthews, six receptions, 71 yards. And for the Bears, Jay Cutler, 12 of 17, 157 in an interception. Womp. Womp. Jeremy Langford, 11 rushing attempts, 28 yards. Got a touchdown, though. Womp. And now Sean Jeffrey, who's just going to waste there. And he's very unhappy in Chicago, by the way. He didn't even touch on that, how your star receiver hates being in Chicago and wants out. Right. Alshon? Yeah. Oh, he wants out. Five receptions, 96 yards. He's a beast. Alshon is a beast. Yeah. Do you Come think that it. they would let him go? Or there's anything to get him out of that? Or is he a is key he a free piece agent? that they're going to... Is he a free agent? I don't Do you think so. I, I, think I, think that, I think they locked him down. Yeah, I think that he's kind of I mean, if you really... If, if they're a six-win team, if they're a six-win team, then yeah. You you blow the whole thing up. But you get what it, you can yeah, for him. Uh, no, no, I disagree. I mean, Alshon him. Jeffrey is a guy that you blow everyone else up around. <laughs> he's a guy that you build the team around. So I mean, he's, a, around he's got height, he's got speed, he's got everything. I mean, he's he's one of the top receivers in football. I agree. You do not trade him. I agree. And hopefully Kevin White, you know, blossoms. Yeah, I mean, you, if, if Kevin White can become what they expected him to be, I mean, he's a high first-round draft pick. He was a star at West Virginia, and if he can be half of that in the NFL and you pair that with Alshon Jeffrey mm-hmm. you've got something to build around I mean you get a young quarterback in there now you got you got a team and, and the one thing you want with a young quarterback if you got a guy like Alshon Jeffrey I mean you get a quarterback that's not even that accurate he can make up for that so mm. he's a he's a receiver that I would uh, I would not be trading because if you're trading him and I'm another team I'm trying to get him oh absolutely no he question. will be a free agent in 2017 so oh, he signed, okay. he he signed okay. a one year deal Restric- for 14.599 the restricted offer I think yeah so yeah. next offseason is going to be big for Chicago I mean the key to Alshon Jeffries this season is staying healthy the only concern with Eat him is, is health yep stay healthy and get your money he's going to get paid that's true well and be a beast yeah. <laughs> catch, the, catch the ball catch the ball whether or not the team wins oh yeah well who's gonna throw it to him though that 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 could be a problem Hoyer. Like Brian Hoyer right now <laughs> who's, the, who's the third string that's your yeah. real question because Brian Hoyer gets hurt frequently yeah that's why he's there mm. <laughs> to get hurt that's why he's not, well no that's why he's not a starter because he <laughs> that needs not to alright well, we'll move on <laughs> let's get into predictions for uh, next week's game which, which is the Falcons go to New Orleans Falcons at Tennis and it's how many, how many years has it been since, since Hurricane Katrina since it got back into the Superdome? Does anybody know? Um, Hurricane Katrina was what in two thousand and five? Yeah, two thousand five. So, so eleven years. I think it's eleven years to the day that they're playing this game. Oh wow! That would I think that timeline would, or eleven I years think. to the week? It would definitely be eleven years. Yeah, to the week. Right, it was like week three ish. From what so I, I lived remember. in Florida at that time, it was hard to it was hard to miss. Yeah. So uh, Saints are zero two. Lost two heartbreaking games in my opinion, and the Falcons are one and one. What do you guys think of that matchup? Um, I think that that is a game that is right before the Saints to take. I actually, I, I no, a little shocking. Yeah. Um, I, I don't believe in the Falcons. I, I think that That's not that, <laughs> that part is not shocking. I mean, you know what is left in them, but I think that that is a game that is winnable for the Saints. It's at home. There might be some emotion behind it. Just you know, when those other things start coming into play, and you know. Katrina and standing up for New Orleans and those type of things. So I think that's a winnable game for them. I don't do scores, so somebody else can handle that aspect. <laughs> you know, will it cover the spread? I don't know. <laughs> but I think the Saints got it. I like okay. it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not only is it New Orleans, can they win it? They have to win it if they have any hope of remaining relevant this season because you're not going to go 0-3 and then make the playoffs. And this is one of the games where years, a couple of years back was one of the best rivalries in football. Yeah, mm. they were always playing these three three point games either way. Uh, 
I don't believe in either of these teams, but New, <laughs> New, New Orleans at home is a different team than on the road. Yes. Yeah. And they have much more firepower on the turf or in the dome at home, and I'm going to take New Orleans to get it done at 0-2 because they must have this. I'm surprised Atlanta won this past weekend, but I don't think that they'll be able to go into New Orleans and win, so I'm with you. I'm taking New Orleans. Um, I got to go next to last, so I got to check a sports book. But I also <laughs> I also felt New Orleans, in spite of them being 0-2 heading into this game, the sports book backed me up. You can, But it's not that... It's not that far off from close. You can get about one and a half to one on oh, the Falcons. It? Yeah, so like it's going to be a close game. It's yep. going to be a good game. These are two, these are two good teams for each other. Okay, <laughs> I, that's fair. I I like New Orleans too. So I guess a clean sweep. It's a sweep for the panel. <sighs> They're just a different. Team. I will say I, I thought I had Chicago tonight. So did you? Did you? I'll be honest with you. I don't even think I predicted the game. I mean, before the game, I thought Chicago would win. I just didn't believe that Carson Wentz and Philly on the road. I'd never seen it. Really yeah. uh, against Chicago, I just I thought Chicago was better than they are. So, who knows? I mean, but next week isn't in, by any means. It wouldn't shock me. Atlanta wins that game. Okay, me either. It's not one of those where it would really surprise me. So you guys will meet us back here so we can talk about it. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. Next Monday. Next Monday. Every month. Every Monday. Every Monday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, um. Kevin Undergaro, Phil. Smith. <laughs> Every Monday. Every Monday. Eight o'clock. Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our executive producer. Yes. So I guess let's wrap this up. Any any anybody uh, have anything else to say? Any yeah. closing thoughts? I will go Rams. Go, go Rams, I was there. That's That was a good game. Go Birds. Uh, if you like field goals. I would just say <laughs> to catch us on Thursday Night Football this Thursday for Houston at New England. Good game. Yeah. Wow. Some interesting injuries. Game. Playing, yeah. Interesting game, exactly. But we'll be here on Thursday night to talk about it as well. Okay. Um, thoughts, thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank I am you, the resident Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, when the Eagles play on Thursday night, I believe that happens in December. I'd love to join you guys there. Please and do. I believe also in December the Eagles play another Monday night football game. Which and I'm just going to invite Come myself. Come back with a different jersey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you don't like Papali? I just right. want another one. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I keep it up. Keep plenty. it going. I want your I like closet it. of jerseys. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on the Monday night football after show. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. You guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV, including the Mr. Robot After Show. It is the finale this Thursday night. Be there. And I'm Michael Rippey, and you can find me on social media at Mike Rips. It's right here. And I'm Jill Monroe. You can find me at Stiletto Jill, and you can also check out Jackson Stiletto Jill for all your sports and pop culture gossip. Thanks, yeah. guys. Tune in next week. See you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 